You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome, Auburn, into the Friday edition of Sports Call, live on Tiger 95.9. The Tiger.fm and the Tiger Communications app. I'm Ryan LaVoy, joined by Cam Berry and Brent Donfrey for a shortened sports call as we follow a 4-3 Auburn softball victory over the Louisiana Raging Cajuns in the Clemson Regional, setting up an Auburn and Clemson battle tomorrow afternoon, right around noon is first pitch right here on Tiger 95.9. That's where J.J. Jackson and Britt Bowen are. And so we'll recap that Auburn and Louisiana game. We will be on the air to our normal 6 o'clock, but certainly uh, just half a show. Usually we might end the show early and have a half a show, but we're ha- taking the second half of Sports Call uh, today. And so we'll be on until 6 o'clock as usual. Uh, talking all things Auburn, as always, again, uh, recapping that Auburn softball game. One Auburn baseball game in the books of their three-game series against Kentucky. The second game of the doubleheader today will be a 5-15 first pitch, airtime 5.05 on FM Talk 93.9 if you look for the second game of that one. And so uh, uh, more to do, more to talk about there. And then also talk some, uh, if we have some time, some Braves or some uh, NBA, some other stuff, uh, more college football. Uh, Not as much news today as uh, yesterday, but uh, (laughs) always be talking about some of that stuff as well. So again, Ryan, Brant, and Cam with you here for an hour and a half sports call today. Cam, hope you are well. Yes, doing great. I'm so like, I just feel so like tired, like almost sleepy. <laughs> I think it's the weather that's like starting to like set in a little bit. You can almost see the the rain and the rain weather kind of wants to get, get me into like a mellow mood. But um, doing great, doing well. Um, great win for the um, Auburn Tigers softball team winning 4-3 to three over Louisiana. And uh, cut behind a couple of Brie bombs, so uh, she she broke the record. The I think that's the freshman record, if yes. I recall correctly. So now she's at twenty, which is great. Um, watched a little bit of NBA last night, or I guess as much as I could swallow, as the Celtics kind of put their foot on the Heat's uh, neck, tying the series one to one. But um, definitely interesting to see how that series went. I kind of I guess I underestimated. I, I probably shouldn't have, but I did underestimate how much impact that um, Marcus Smart was really going to have on the game. And, I mean, even Al Horford, but especially Marcus Smart on the defensive side of the ball, um, locking down uh, Tyler Hero and even putting some pressure on Jimmy Butler as well um, to kind of get the ball out of his hands. So, um, yeah, and excited to watch some basketball tonight, watch uh, game two for of the Warriors and Mavericks series. 
Brant, hope you are having a great day. I am having a great day. Uh, glad to be a part of the show today. And uh, like Cam said, great win for Auburn softball. Not as great of a win or as great of a day for Auburn baseball, at least so far. Uh, dropped a tough game one to Kentucky, uh, five to one. Just you know, you only had four total hits in the game, and anytime you got somebody in scoring position, I think you only had one hit uh, in that in in those scenarios. So just uh, the bats weren't timely for Auburn baseball today, and you know that's something that Auburn has been pretty good at is in those clutch situations they've come through so, uh, for most of the season. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you you got another game to go ahead and and flush it. You don't have to sit on this one for very long. At five fifteen, they're going to start the next contest, and you can listen to that over in our sister station FM Talk ninety three point nine. Uh, if you do want to listen to some Auburn baseball, uh, or you can keep it here and. I'm sure we'll talk about that game for the final 45 minutes of the show. But, you know, it's it's a great win for Auburn softball. They uh, they will play Clemson tomorrow at noon, uh, noon central, I should say. So, uh, And if they win that one, then they they move on to the Supers. And uh, that, no? No. No, 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 no. I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm, I apologize. Uh, they move on to the Sunday regional championship game. Right, right, right. See, pardon me. Uh, new to this, new to the whole sports <laughs> media thing. Uh, I'm a professional, but um, yeah, a really good day. At the end of it all, you just got to keep winning your games, and if you keep winning your games, good things are going to happen. And so, long and short, game at noon tomorrow against Clemson is going to be a big one. Yeah, uh, for uh, the Sovereign team, uh, a couple different times today they were tied and were able to untie things. They fell behind one nothing in the top half of the first inning. The leadoff batter, the very first pitch of the game, was a base hit. For Louisiana, that runner would score. Briellis hits her freshman breaking 19th home run or freshman record breaking 19th home run, a two run shot in the bottom of the first. Louisiana would tie it at two. Then Nelia Peralta, another great freshman for Auburn, would make it three to two, an RBI hit that scored Carly McCondishy. The game would then get retied at three. And then Briellis hits uh, late in the bottom of the six, hits a 20th home run of the season to make it 4-3. to three. Auburn would hold on to that. And so, Brant, 20 home runs for Briellis. 18 was the freshman record by Casey Cooper. Casey Cooper also holds the single season record, which is 21. Ah. And so, Briellis now uh, hovering around that record. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that Bree absolutely can get that. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I hope she gets to that tomorrow. I mean, like you said, she only needs uh, one more home run to to tie that record and then you know uh, one more to break it so hopefully she hits 25 26 by the end of the season and Auburn softball is able to make a really deep run here but uh, absolutely I think she can uh, reach Casey Cooper's record um, I, I, I know that no one's been cheering harder for Bree than uh, than Casey has been so I'm sure that she's over the moon excited about it today and uh, I, you know I, Again, if she can just go ahead and break that record tomorrow, I think that would bode well for Auburn softball. Yeah, also as of note that this was her first career multi-home run game. That's true. So pretty cool, pretty pretty good day. I mean, what a day to do it, right? Um, where Auburn definitely needs a win and um, was probably expected to win, and she put essentially uh, took it upon herself to, to really seal that victory. Yeah, and when you look at uh, Bree Ellis, as you mentioned, Cam, uh, first multi-home run game. She had not hit a home run in a little while. She'd been, uh, as Mickey Dean alluded to in the postgame show, hitting a lot of doubles, extra base hits that weren't home runs. Her batting average continued to stay 
around 300, just had not hit a home run in a few weeks. Uh, but she ultimately comes out in a big way and uh, hits two. So Auburn will play Clemson tomorrow. Uh, if they win that game, again, they move to the Sunday Regional Championship. Remember, this is double elimination all the way through. So um, if Auburn were to lose, they would not be eliminated. They would play the winner of UNC Wilmington and Louisiana. Loser of that one would be out. Winner of that one would be to the regional final. So ultimately, someone will be 2-0, and and that will be either Auburn or Clemson, and someone will be 2-1 and entering Sunday's festivities, and then that 2-1 and team must beat the 2-0 and team twice to advance. Um, and, and so that's how it is done, same as in college baseball. So uh, Auburn on to a game against Clemson, number 10 in the country. Again, this regional matched up with the Stillwater Regional. Those games are just uh, have not been played yet today. Uh, number 7, Oklahoma State, obviously hosting there, and that's the regional Auburn is matched up with. Let's go to the Auburn Bank phone line for the first time today, 334-887-341 locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Keith from Auburn. Keith joins us. Keith, how are you doing? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Doing great. Doing well. Hey, uh, a good win for Auburn today. And I thought she broke, was that just a freshman record, but she shot yes. a shot to the season record? That yeah. Was yeah, Casey Cooper has both records or had both records. The freshman record was 18, and the overall okay. season record was 21. So obviously Bree with 20 now. She broke Casey's freshman record, but now is one behind Casey for any single season home run record. Okay. Well, it seems like she's found her swing, so that may may happen this weekend. Uh, you know, if you're an Auburn fan, you, you want, want to see that take place. Uh, listen, uh, guys, I, I, I've been out of sync. You know, I worked down in Troy, and I, I was listening yesterday, and uh, I don't remember the, the guy that called in from Troy, um, what his name was, but I thought to myself. Ricky. Ricky. I needed to find where Ricky and his crew was in Troy because it sounded like they were having a really good time. <laughs> uh, that they were. Yeah, I can I can confirm that. Yep. Yeah, and I caught the the tail end of of the the call, but I wanted to get your guys' comments. Um, and I know this is old news, but I haven't heard anything other than what I've read on social media about the Nick Saban, um, Jimbo Fisher uh, debacle that's that's taking place. And I will have to say this: I'm shocked that Nick Saban would would point out or single out, um, you know, a coach or, or a school. Uh, but then again, you know, I guess he's got the right to do what he wants to do, whether it's right or wrong, okay? I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, um, and I think he formally apologized to both, but they wouldn't take his, they wouldn't take his call. It's what I've read on social media. Right. But anyway, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Um, you know, I will say this, and I listened to Crane and Company today on my way home from Troy, and uh, David Pollock brought up a good point. He never said that Texas A&M was cheating. He just said they bought their class. And, right. and by rule, that's legal, okay? Uh, I think and I believe what Jimbo responded with was more personal than what Nick Saban uh, said in, in his comment. Uh, but I could understand 
Jimbo's point, and I I, 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 I listened to the video a couple of times on both, and I know Jimbo a couple of times caught himself fixing to say something and stopped. So, I mean, we all know what the NIL is. I said this before, and I'll say it again. I'm not in favor of it. These kids get a free education. They get, you know, but, you know, everybody else believes they ought to be paid all this money to do this. So now we have a problem with, uh, I'm going to give you an example. I don't care if you're from USC or Alabama or Texas A&M, but you pay a kid a million dollars and he comes in there, he don't see the playing field his first year. And I don't know how these NIL set up, if it's in installments or if, if it's money up front. But let's just say a kid doesn't see the playing field in the first year and he decides he's going to enter the transfer portal. So now he says, okay, you promised me this money. I didn't get on the playing field. So now I'm transferring. Where's the rest of my money? And then it becomes a legal issue. That's what NCAA has gotten with this NIL deal, in my opinion. And I'll listen to your guys' comment on that. Sure. Yeah, no, I think that, you know, that, that is something. There's not never going to be a, a perfect way that everyone's going to be, and, and that's like that in most things because there's always going to be unintended consequences. And you're right. I'm not really keen on the idea of someone making a lot of money for one year, not playing, and then as is the case because of the very open transfer portal, then being able to go somewhere else and kind of like restart the bidding war Again, I mean, you can have guys making a lot of money that don't actually earn anything in the college athletics. You're not making money because you were good in high school. You're making money because of what you can do in college for these universities. Um, and, and back to what you were saying about, you know, Jimbo versus Nick Saban and everything. You know, I think you're right. Nick was not making it personal on Jimbo Fisher, uh, certainly not the way in which Jimbo did, uh, you know, saying I'm done with him and, and think he's, you know, all, all the things that, you know, calling him. So I think, uh, I think that's, that's definitely a correct part of it. But yeah, I mean, it, with NIL, uh, yes, I feel that, you know, as you alluded to, I, I know that you do not want NIL, but, but most people have kind of transitioned over into that. But I think everyone, whether they like NIL or not, would agree that, you can't have the free for all that's going on right now, and you got to have some, uh, you know, some structure to what you're trying to accomplish here. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, and, and I, I look at the, the, the whole process of how Saban went about it. Maybe, maybe he's getting old, senile in his age. I don't know. I, I think his mind's still there, and I think he was probably trying to to uh, put across the point. Uh, because he never was in favor of this and, and said it was going to be an open bidding war to, to to get players. And listen, I'm not saying everybody's white collar and, and doesn't cheat. Okay, I, I you know now it's just legal. Okay, I understand that. So I'm not I'm not saying that Alabama's never done anything wrong, uh, just like anybody else would. But it, it you know, it, and, and you look at. Um, and I read the Twitter uh, feeds and, and all that. I don't ever post on Twitter, but I got Twitter because I enjoy reading uh, everybody's comments and all that stuff. And, and with Dion, uh, you know, 
I think Dion said, let's, let's, just, let's just hash this thing out on the field. Well, that's suicide waiting to happen uh, if, if Jackson State's playing Alabama uh, in a football game. But, you know, you, you tend to look at uh, the, the, the kid that had originally committed to Florida State that now is at Jackson State. And that's his prerogative. If he wants to do that, I don't have a problem with it. Um, but there's something, and, and I will say this before I say what I'm going to say. Uh, you know, you would think why a top prospect like that would want to go play at Jackson State. Well, one, the head coach is Deion Sanders, and he was primetime in the NFL and did a pretty doggone good job in baseball as well with the Braves. Uh, and I think Yankees, if I'm, if my memory serves me correct. Uh, so maybe he thinks, you know, well, this guy can get me in the NFL. And that's all good. I, I don't have an issue with that. Um, but, you know, from day one, the, the word was, and it's still all hearsay, that Barstool Sports or whatever, he got a, a million-dollar uh, NIL deal go to Jackson State. But he probably could have got an NIL deal, NIL deal to go anywhere in the country. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I don't I don't have a problem with what he did. You know, undoubtedly Coach Saban does. But, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I, I just listened to all that and I read all the comments and uh, is Alabama perfect? No, they're not. Is A&M perfect? No, they're not. USC's not perfect. Probably if you want to put a microscope or anything, you probably want to go to USC and look at what they're doing out there. Uh, but, you know, that's, you know, whatever you want to, however you want to throw it in a pan or a salad bowl and toss it up and, <laughs> and what comes out. But mm-hmm. I will say this, and, 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 and me being an Alabama fan, I know people going to call in and rip me a new one, and that's fine. But Nick Saban never use the word cheater. He just said they bought their class. Right. And we already know that Texas paid their offensive linemen what, fifty thousand dollars a year? Yeah, each each scholarship lineman in Texas is getting I think that is okay. the number fifty thousand. And and the pockets are deep in Texas, okay? They're not deep in Alabama, not not compared to Texas. I think that's what Saban was trying to allude to, maybe to that fact. All I know is this. After what took place this week, on 10-8, if Alabama and A&M is not a primetime game, I'd almost bet my house and my job and everything on that it's a primetime game come October 8th. And, you know, guys, I'll – I'll hang up and listen to your comments on that. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, this, this is getting crazy, okay? It's getting absolutely crazy that the NCAA allowed what's taking place to take place. I don't think they have the conception or the gonads to face up and say, or own up and say, okay, we got a situation here. And then they're going to come back and say, well, you know, we're going to go back, and if you violated rules a year or two ago, no, you should have set rules when you uh, when all this stuff took place, but they didn't. 
so they're in a mess. NCAA is in an absolute mess. But anyway, guys, I'll hang up and, and listen to your comments on that. I, you know, I, I hadn't been around much, but I do listen when I can, and I appreciate you guys taking my call. JJ sounded great. I listened to the Auburn um, Louisiana game. Uh, you know, here on, on the radio station. So uh, you know, he's uh, he's holding forth there. Absolutely. But anyway, guys, thank you for what you do, and, and you guys have a great weekend, okay? Appreciate the call, call as always, Keith. That's Keith from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Out of time in our first half hour. One more hour of sports call coming up after this timeout. Two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Final hour and the only full hour of Sports Call here this afternoon, kicking off right now here on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm and the Tiger Communications app. I'm Ryan LaVoy with Cam Berry and Brant Daughtry here this afternoon, got on the air about 4.30 or so today and uh, had a call from Keith from Auburn on the other side of, of that uh, end of hour break. And so we'll have kind of a normal functioning 5 o'clock hour here with one exception. We'll we'll kind of recap Keith's phone call and make a few comments about it here in, in just a moment. But uh, this is something I forgot to do yesterday, so I'm going to do it right now <laughs> and make sure that I do not forget again. It's time for birthdays and sports. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Birthdays in Sports today on May the 20th. And of course, if you're out there and you have a birthday day, we wish you a very happy birthday. Marshawn Latimer turns 26 today, current defensive back for the New Orleans Saints, selected 11th overall in the 2017 NFL Draft by the Saints out of the Ohio State. 2017 NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, four-time Pro Bowler, 2017 Pro Football Writers Association All-Rookie Team at Ohio State, was a 2014 National Champion and selected first-team All-Big Ten in 2016, one of the best. Corners in the game, Marshawn Lattimore turns 26 today. NS Freedom turns 30, NBA Free Agent Center, selected third overall in the 2011 NBA Draft by the Utah Jazz. Also played for the OKC Thunder, New York Knicks, Portland Trailblazers, and Boston Celtics. Formerly NS Cantor, but currently NS is free to sign with whoever might want him. NS Freedom turns 30 today. I see what you did there. That was pretty good. Thank you. And then Patrick Ewing, one of the game's all-time greats, turns 59, former NBA center and current head coach for the Georgetown Hoyas, his alma mater, selected first overall in the 1985 NBA draft by the New York Knicks out of Georgetown, 11-time NBA All-Star, 1990 All-NBA first team, six All-NBA second teams, three NBA All-Defensive second teams, was the Rookie of the Year in 1986 and also made the All-Rookie team that year. 
member of the NBA's 50th and 75th anniversary teams, member of the Basketball Hall of Fame as a player, and has his jersey number 33 retired by the Knicks. As a player at Georgetown was 1984 NCAA champion, 1984 NCAA Final Four most outstanding player, and was National College Player of the Year in 1985. There are other awards from his college days, such as three-time consensus first-team All-American, was Big East Player of the Year twice, and Defensive Player of the Year four times, inducted in the College Basketball Hall of Fame in 2012. As a coach at Georgetown, Ewing led the Hoyas to win the 2021 Big East Tournament unexpectedly. Patrick Ewing turns 59 today. And those are on the birthdays in sports. Uh, one of those stood out off. from the other two uh, <laughs> with yeah. the accolades there a little bit. A little, uh, little bit. A little bit. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, Patrick Ewing, uh, again, uh, for if you don't know what the all-NBA 50th anniversary and 75th anniversary teams are, essentially they're, yes, celebrating the league's existence for 50 and just have the 75th anniversary celebration, but it's also a way the NBA kind of doing a uh, informal list of their own 50 Basically. and 75 greatest players of all time with, you know, there'd be some that might have moved out, but they the, one of the uh, reasons they said, uh, you know, with the 75th anniversary, they said they were going to keep all 50th anniversary players. So, you know, now that we've right. had the 75, it's not necessarily all the top 75, but it's most of them, and it was the top 50 that they deemed at the time. So to be on that list means you're an exclusive company. You're one of the game's all-time greats, and Patrick Ewing, Certainly is. Before that, uh, before the end of the first hour, we had a, a phone call from Keith from Auburn, uh, who was uh, working in Troy a lot this week. I appreciated uh, Ricky and Ralphie's call from Troy. <laughs> uh, but also just kind of the gist of the conversation continuing to sit around that NIL talk that we talked a lot about yesterday. So we'll spend just a couple minutes responding to Keith, and then we'll move on to some other things. But, but basically bringing up the Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher beef and I think correctly pointing out that Nick Saban's um, attack, if you will, was not a personal attack for Jimbo Fisher, and it was not even really you know, saying they were cheating. It was just saying they were buying their players, which I think most would agree that they are. Yeah, Everyone's it it seems players. that way from uh, the outside, yeah, for, sure. for sure. And then Jimbo's rebuttal, which he was fair to defend his program university, even if it were lies. Uh, but then kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, re-attacking Saban and making his attack more personal. Um, and just the gist of the situation is this, that everyone in college, major college athletics, uh, is has or will or has and is bending the rules or paying players, whatever you will. Uh, but everyone kind of going uh, and doing their own thing to try and make sure they get stacked recruits and, and get good rosters yeah I, I think Keith Keith and I do not have the same opinion on NIL but we do agree on one thing and that is there is a problem there is Keith said that in his phone Sorry, call out of control yeah whatever's going on it's an issue and you know I I I said this on last I said this at some point last week the first very public incident of this or the first very public uh time where it became clear that this was going to be an issue at some point happened in 2012 and the NCAA had 10 years to come up with some kind of guide rail, right? Or just like, this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. This is what NIL can be. You had 10 years, 3,650 days. I did the math. It's not hard, but I did do it. Give or take a leap, give or take a leap day or two. And you, you, 
you still just say, okay, it's the Wild West. Go. No Ooh, rules. Go crazy. Yeah. And and you didn't expect this to happen. You didn't expect <laughs> for people to find loopholes through the, the very limited wording that you did give. Well, the schools can't pay anybody, but these boosters can. And it doesn't have to be through a certain type of company. These these boosters or wealthy alumni, whoever they are, can form these collectives and and just pay these kids outright. You didn't expect that to happen. I'm sorry. I don't buy that. This is it's it's outright laziness and and lack of vision from the NCAA, which I feel like is something that has been claimed about the NCAA a lot, um, especially in my lifetime. But all that aside, going back to Jimbo and Nick, uh, I, I think those two poking each other, accusing each other of cheating is is the kettle in the pot going back and forth saying, you're black. No, you're black. They're, they're, I think they're both incredibly hypocritical um, to say, I am the squeaky clean innocent one, but that guy over there is cheating. Uh, you know, it's it's it's. Childish. It's the Wild West. I don't. I won't even. I'm not even going to say it's childish. I think that Saban made a mistake, specifically naming Jimbo. But you know, I I heard uh, if I can reference one of the podcasts that I've listened to. I listened to the episode of Split Zone Duo that came out last week. I think it was, and I can't remember who, which member of the the group brought this up. But Saban, whenever someone thinks he is complaining about a rule, what he's really doing is saying. Do you are you sure you want me to take advantage of this? Because <laughs> remember the whole pace of play thing. Right. right. He tried to get pace of play banned uh, because Auburn beat him with it, um, and then <laughs> and then he kind of came across. Well, I'm going to hire Lane Kiffin and do this better than anybody else. And now we've seen the the juggernaut that the Alabama offenses have become, and the fact that they've had you know 17 wide receivers taken in the first round. Uh, over the past couple of years, and that's hyperbole, but you get what I'm saying. It's it's an insane... It, there's so many layers to this that it's tough to wrap your head around. And I don't know what the right answer is, but I do know that there is a better way than what we're doing right now. And I, I think if you don't want it to get more out of control than it already is, then the NCAA is going to have to step up quickly, which is something they have never done. Um, so, and Keith also mentioned that they're threatening to retroactively enforce these rules, which is hard BS. You're never going to do, you're going to get sued into oblivion. (laughs) You're going to have no money and that organization's going to fall down, which I I've said for the past couple of years is coming anyway. So maybe they do that. Maybe they just bite the bullet and, and go and, you know, someone else takes over college athletics. I don't know what the answer is, but I know that what we have right now is not good enough. What he said. <laughs> I'm going to let Cam go first next time. That's fair. <laughs> the, uh, I feel very rebuttal. strongly about this because I feel like it's there's there's got to be a way other than there's, there definitely has to be. Ah, a this way. isn't our problem. We're not going to handle this. I hate the NCAA. <laughs> anyway, uh, you, you brought up a good point though uh, about what that podcast referred to because I've I've heard that statement as well about. You know, Nick trying to uh, almost warn people in the skies of complaining about something. Yeah. Um, you know, because if you had told somebody around 2010, 2011 that Alabama would produce a Heisman quarterback and then a Heisman wide receiver with the way they were running offense back then, 
um, people would would not have been find that statement to be very believable. And then, you know, I do think, you know, Keith also brought up the pockets of Texas. And I certainly say that that Texas um, and I'm not necessarily just saying UT. I'm saying the state state of Texas yeah. has the, the, the most the oil, money. The oil money in Texas a lot, is old a lot and, of money, right? Yeah. The, the most money to, to spend on this sort of thing. However, I think that um, if Alabama pulled everything together, um, they've got they enough. would find a way not to be yeah. beaten out. Um, so you know, I, I think that this is something. You know, how many times have we've talked about it here in the last month and a half? A, a lot. How many will we talk about it over the summer? A lot. And until the NCAA puts down something concrete, we're going to be talking about it a lot. And even if they do something that's not um, unexpectedly good, we'll still be talking about it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Because then we'll just be talking about, well, remember, you know, it'd be more unintended consequences, essentially. And so... You know, you just can't rely on this problem, I feel like, being being fixed anytime soon. But maybe that's just me. Going to take a timeout. More Sports Call after this. the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Welcome back to the Friday edition of Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Brant Daughtry, and Cam Berry with you here on this Friday. Going to get to some Auburn baseball talk in just a minute as game two of the doubleheader against Kentucky just got underway in Lexington. And going to update you kind of on how the SEC standings are operating there. But uh, before we do that, let's go back to our Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-341 locally, toll-free one triple eight nine Tiger Nine. Next up, Matt from Auburn. Matt joins us. Matt, how are you doing? I'm all right, guys. It's a Friday. How about you? Uh, doing well. Doing great. Uh, look, I just wanted to chime in on the NIL stuff because since since there's even been discussion of we're gonna we're you know eventually college athletes are gonna be paid and 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 this is the only way that I, I'm throwing this out. This is the only way that we're going to get a new college football game out. <laughs> And so on and bring so back forth. NCAA. Yeah, bring it back. It's coming back. I'm so excited. Uh, but look, what needs to happen? Forget the name, image, likeness. Forget all of that. You want to make it so that you're avoiding this situation. You know the easiest way to do that: the NCAA gives each athlete a stipend 
each week or each month or however they want to do it. Because these kids are employees. These kids are employees for a giant organization that makes billions and billions and billions of dollars for kids doing work for free. You're absolutely right. $600 a week, $700 a week, whatever. But it's got to be a flat rate all across the board. And it doesn't matter if that's track and field or college football or underwater basket weaving, black and white, each NCAA athlete just needs to get a stipend from the NCAA and call it a day. And now you're taking the schools out of it, you're taking the boosters' hands out of it, and everything else. And anything over that amount that they get from the NCAA should automatically be a, uh, a sanction from the NCAA. Black and white, it's, it's simple. They just won't do it. Because, and, and it's, they want to make their jobs harder for themselves, apparently. I, yeah. I don't know. I, but because it doesn't take a genius to dumb. figure it out. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I'm totally in favor of yeah, it. I just I, I just don't think you're ever going to get the NCAA to share that revenue. No. Oh, no, you're absolutely not. And that's the issue. Greed. That's the issue. Their, their heads are so far up, the, up their own butts trying to hold on to money that they're going to end up running themselves into the ground, just like you said, Brent. Yeah. It, it's right. they, they lack vision. They lack... I, I don't know. They lack leadership right now. They're greedy. Yeah. It's 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 a mess. It's a mess, and I think it's on its way out. But anyway, guys, it's Friday. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. War Eagle. <laughs> you too, War man. Eagle. Appreciate War Eagle. that phone call. That's Matt from Auburn joining us on our Auburn Bank phone line. All right, so uh, more NIL has been covered in uh, the show, and uh, I'm going to try and put a uh, referendum on that and try and <laughs> – uh, calm that down for right. for the rest of the show. <laughs> for the rest, of, well, uh, we've got we've got all summer, and I I something tells me it's going to yeah, be the dominating it, topic. It, exactly. Yeah. It, it, I, yeah, it might come up again. Yeah, maybe it, it will. We'll see. Uh, so uh, I'm going to now kind of change directions here. I'm talking about Auburn baseball, who uh, just got underway with Kentucky in game two. So last night that game rained out. Obviously, that's why we're playing okay. two today, and so. Auburn loses its first game today against Kentucky. And I'm going to kind of update on the scenarios that we alluded to yesterday oh. about seeding in the SEC tournament and that sort of thing. So we joked about Mississippi State and said it would be incredibly difficult for them to end up making the SEC tournament. Uh, they agreed with that statement as they <laughs> uh, lost to Tennessee 27-2. Uh, to two. Wow. Um, that's, yeah. that's safety, Yikes. though. Um, so Tennessee's still good. Mississippi State is unbelievably still not you, good. You can score 27 without a safety. No, no, no. No, I'm Two. saying Mississippi State. Oh, you're right, you're right, safety. you're right. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the updated standings. Now, uh, remember a subplot here. If you're focusing on the Auburn persuasion, which we are, uh, you're, you're trying to get to the four seed or trying to stay the four seed, and I'll tell you the update on that in just a moment. But you're also looking at the 12 seed because the – Last two teams in the SEC don't make it. And I talked about Missouri looks like they're going to be one of those teams. They did win yesterday, however. So they're 9-19. and So is Mississippi State. They're 9-19. and um, The issue for them is that Kentucky won. Obviously, Auburn losing to Kentucky earlier today. That hurt both the Tigers of Missouri and the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. The other team that's not safe yet is Alabama. Alabama 
is currently playing a series against, well, the next toughest team in the SEC, Arkansas. Ah. And they did lose last night in a close game. But Alabama could be a beneficiary of not having to finish the game Sunday against Auburn because they are 10-17. and 17. So to beat them, you have to beat them in the win column because you cannot beat them in the loss column when they have one last game. So uh, Missouri and Mississippi State will have to either – or they'll, here's the scenario. They have to win both their final two games here right. in their series, and Bama has to lose both, which Bama could lose both to Arkansas, but there's a reason that – Mississippi State and Missouri are 9-19 and 19 in the SEC as they interplay today. So, looking like Bama and Kentucky will be safe. They will move through into the SEC tournament. Looking like Missouri and, unbelievably, Mississippi State what a will, downfall. will miss the SEC tournament. Absolutely, Cam. And then, Rest in peace. Uh, here's what's happening around the four seed. So, again, Tennessee's the one seed. Happy birthday. Uh, the two and three seeds will be Arkansas and Texas A&M in some order. Both teams are 18 and 10. Right now, Auburn's still holding the four seed. They are 15 and 12. LSU and Vanderbilt are two of the teams that entered uh, play just behind Auburn, a game and a half behind Auburn. Oh, geez. Um, and they playing, they're playing each other in a series. And LSU oh, won wow. game one last night. So if you're Auburn, you now want Vanderbilt to turn around and beat LSU tonight because now LSU is just a half game back. Auburn got a favorable result last night in that Georgia lost. I believe Georgia is playing Missouri. Uh, So that was an unexpected Mm -hmm. favorable result. Florida won to get up to 14-14. and But so the point remains here, that's still a game and a half behind. And so realistically what you're looking at is a battle between Auburn and LSU to be the fourth seed to get that final double bye in the SEC tournament, which Brant is very thrilled about uh, <laughs> if someone was looking inside of our studio. Uh, but so really – I'm paying attention, I promise. It's just a, it's a weird energy yeah. right now. Yeah. So, uh, so essentially if Auburn wins their last two, they're good. Uh, if they win one out of two and LSU just loses one out of two, they're also good. If Auburn loses both – um, I would think, if I'm doing math correctly, if Auburn loses, gets swept by Kentucky, there's actually no way for them to stay the four seed because either right. Van- Vanderbilt would win the next two and get to 16 conference wins, or LSU would win one of the next two against Vandy. They would get to 16 conference wins. So essentially, Auburn absolutely has to win a game against Kentucky Gotta or else more. they will lose the double bye, or excuse me, not double bye, the uh, double elimination part, they, the single bye, and I would also contest that would absolutely derail any chance they have of being a super regional top eight seed yep. and put them in jeopardy of, of not even hosting a regional if they were to go one and done out of the out of the SEC tournament. And I'm oh, not geez. saying it would happen, but I'm saying they would at least have to sweat it out. So, um, you know, got to take care of one of these two. Again, just in the first inning, uh, actually now going to the second inning of game two. But, guys, as I laid out, I think it's I, I, we've come to the part of the year that despite playing essentially 50 or 55 of these games, I feel like the scenarios are becoming pretty clear for Auburn, uh, and they, they just absolutely have to win one of these next two games against Kentucky. Yeah, they absolutely got to win. Got to win the, the one, at, at least one, right? I mean, you know, you, you would have liked to have gotten the win earlier today. Um, that would have probably taken at least a little bit of pressure off, but now you feel like you have to probably win the next two for sure. Um, one will keep you safe, but two will guarantee. Um, so if I'm Auburn, I want to push for those those next two, so you can guarantee, you know, you get that double buy because that's, I mean, that's crucial. 
So, so you, I mean, need it. Yeah, uh, you definitely do need that. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. Auburn just – Auburn came into Lexington expecting to beat the – to win this <sighs> series so and just had an, had an awful, awful first game. Like I said, you got runners on, but you could never get a hit with anybody on. I think they went one of like – I think they left like eight runners on in the first game, something ridiculous like that. Or, it, it, was, it was just a bad, bad game. But like I said, the good news is that you get to flush it right now. You are back out there. You can't let one bad game become two. And that's the problem because we've touched on this before. You need that buy because you have an injury or two in your bullpen right now, and you may not have enough pitchers if you have to play that extra game. So you you have or you may be putting stress on a guy that you would otherwise not have to. And it's you just you need to win these next two. You expected to take two out of three. You thought a sweep was possible. Sweep's no longer possible. You need to take two out of three like you're expected to. And again, it's just it's kind of unfortunate uh, momentum right now going against Auburn just from the standpoint of uh, they were becoming close to sweeping Alabama, which is what everybody had hoped for. Uh, it was tied in the bottom of the fifth, to be fair, but the bases were loaded one out, and Auburn had just scored the game-tying yeah, run. With, I believe Blake Rambush um, at the plate. And, and so... You love the momentum of that game. If you're able to just get that game in a little quicker, take your lead in the bottom of the fifth and get through the fifth, then the game becomes official. Then the rains come. Then they got to restart it or Alabama just flat out does lose at that point. And Auburn gets a sweep there. And, you know, the reality is they all kind of add up in the end. And you would love to have that game. It's not really hurting Auburn because they're going to – the the loss column here is going to be helpful to them here if they can just get one against Kentucky. Just one. Um, but but certainly we'd lo- always have the more wins the merrier and um, you know ha- having a, a an additional win uh, against Alabama would give you sixteen SEC wins and you'd be locked into um, a, a total that would have been over five hundred whether you played the full thirty games. Or not. Going to go ahead and take another commercial break when we come back and have a what to watch for over the weekend. Got NBA playoffs continuing, NHL playoffs, and the PGA Championship. Still a lot going on in the world of sports. This is the Friday edition of Sports Call. Follow us on tweeters. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back. Final segment of the show today and for the week. It's been a quick show today as we started at 4.30 after the Auburn softball victory over Louisiana and the first game of the NCAA Regionals in Clemson. And uh, had a short show today and uh, about to get out of here in just a few minutes. Uh, but before we do, we'll have a TV guide here in just a few minutes. But uh, it's the end of the 
work week, and so we're heading into the weekend, and we want to kind of give you a, a few things that you should be on the lookout for. Sports calls, what to watch for over the weekend. What to watch for over the weekend. Of course, we've been talking about Auburn baseball and Auburn softball. Auburn baseball series against Kentucky will conclude in Lexington tomorrow. Auburn softball will take on the host Clemson Tigers uh, on Saturday at about noon or so right here on Tiger 95.9. Keep track. Uh, If Auburn loses, they will play again tomorrow. If they win, they're on to the regional championship on Sunday. And we'll just have to win one out of two uh, at that time. Uh, NBA playoffs continuing tonight. Golden State Warriors in game two of a best four out of seven against the Dallas Mavericks. And, of course, last night the Heat losing game two in a demonstrative fashion to the Boston Celtics. As the Celtics tying up that series game, you alluded to the Celtics series a little bit uh, in the open. But uh, both Eastern and Western Conference finals here still in the early stages getting going. Yeah, um, we'll just see. I mean, I'm, I'm... I've been loving these NBA playoffs. I mean, just for anybody, if if you don't have, if you're not into the NBA, I know that you know around here this is just a college town, really, and football is always going to be king. But with the NBA, if you can find somebody, some player, some superstar that you can latch onto and watch and follow to get you into the NBA, I would highly, highly recommend it because watching the nba is just it's so so fun so fun i i enjoy it so much i mean you know my favorite team is out the hawks are out they got eliminated by the heat in the first round but i've been still following the playoffs because i i love the nba so much and watching players like luca and jason tatum jimmy butler um and and steph just i mean go go off and play these games the way they do it's just been so so fun to watch um i think the mavericks put up a fight tonight um, more than they did in game one, because like I said, um, previously they were coming off a, a seven game series. Um, so I'm sure they were pretty tired. And, and so I think the fatigue really played a part in them getting beat the way that they did in game one. Um, ultimately I still think that golden state wins. Um, yeah, so I, I think they'll probably end up taking a two Oh lead. I think it'll still, um, I think really going to to dallas is really what's going to make the difference for for the mavericks so it it, uh it could shape up to be a good series and i think that the miami and Celtics series is going to shape up shape up to be a great one um and i'm definitely excited to see it yeah no i i think uh when you looked at what boston did last night and and try and see the (sighs) blueprint blueprint excuse me for what dallas will will try and do tonight uh they're obviously gonna have to be more physical you you see that uh, really in every playoffs, NBA yeah. and NHL, whenever one team comes out a little flatter or gets beat kind of bad in one game, the next game they just come with a different intensity. And so right. Dallas is going to start out strong tonight. Most definitely. Uh, the, the question is, you know, do they hit shots at a high percentage in the second half? What kind of lead can they build on Golden State? Uh, what do what are the shooting numbers of, of Curry and Thompson? Because obviously it's been well-documented that uh, they've had their worst seasons yeah, by wise, percentage shooting-wise. Now, you know, granted, Steph's worst is better than most people's best, but <laughs> but but nevertheless, you know, right. it is a little lower, and, and same for Clay. although they've both, both right. had great moments doing other things in the playoffs. Um, you know, Andrew Wiggins has had a good series so far, or, or uh, good uh, playoffs. Andrew Wiggins has been playing really, really uh, well on both sides of the ball. And, and you know Luka is going to play well tonight. Uh, just always the question with teams that are so one-player dominant, 
you know, Who's what do players up? two through four do? Because yep. you can – whether your opinion is Steph or Luca are better at this point in their careers, whatever, the fact would remain next would be Clay and Draymond and Wiggins before you get to Dallas's second best player, which is probably Dinwiddie or – Brunson uh, or Brunson right uh, and so that will be interesting to see how those guys play because Luca I bet is going to have 35 or 40 tonight right. but how is Reggie Bullock from three Dorian Finney-Smith uh, Maxi Kleba and those type of guys uh, as well all right also what to watch for over the weekend uh, more PGA championship as Tiger trying to make the cut right now it uh, looks like he was on the number as of a few moments ago, as he plays the back nine, the leaders uh, are, I'll, I'll be honest, one of the guys, I do not know who Mito Pereira is. Never heard of him. He's nope. tied it with Will Zalatoris at eight under, Justin Thomas at six, McElroy and a- Abraham Answer at four under uh, right now. And I'm looking for Eldrick Tiger Woods, and I think he, I cannot find him. I must have missed him. Um, but he was four over on last check, which is the cut number, and I must just keep missing him because you know he is four over, so he is still in the number with three holes to play. Uh, also, if you're interested, Patton Kazire, of course, pride of Auburn University, he is on the number at four over. Unfortunately, Jason Duffner has had a rough second round. He's eight over now. He will uh, miss the cut. You also got NHL playoffs this weekend. Lightning with a goal with three seconds left last night to win game I two. Did, I did actually see you that. That, that was pretty insane. That was pretty pretty crazy. It's not very often I watch hockey. I will occasionally uh-huh. turn it, tune in during the playoffs. and yeah. I, d- I did see that highlight afterwards. I did not watch it live, but I did see that it had, hap- it had happened. And, you know, it, always fun to, to hit a game winner with less than you know 10 yeah. seconds left well, and you just don't see it too often yeah. in hockey i mean it's it's something that uh you know it, the ball or the ball woo, the nice. puck was against <laughs> the boards yep and nikita kucherov just flipped it back and, and if you looked at the analysis of it normally uh the, the defenseman for florida would have you know kind of checked yep. uh ross colton uh, of the lightning and been aware in front of the net but because there was five six seconds left he thought he'd just go the boards kind of wrestle around with the puck for a little bit and just end the period but kucherov was able to get it cleanly got it in front of the net to colton and they score with three and a half seconds out of absolutely nowhere my favorite part about hockey is the names oh yeah there's a lot <laughs> right. of them uh, yes. the, 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 yeah the eastern the european goaltender. yep yeah it's, I mean, that's just the part of the world, you know? Uh, it is. A bunch of Canadians and a bunch of Russians. So th- that that is what to watch for over the weekend. Hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs, PGA Championship, and also, again, Auburn baseball and Auburn softball in action. Auburn softball in the NCAA Regionals. Just about a minute left in the show today, so it's time for... Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Nightly TV Guide brought to you by Coca-Cola. I'll, I'll take it real quick here. NCAA softball tournament action, 6 o'clock on both ESPN2 and ESPNU select games. Stanley Cup playoff, New York Rangers at Carolina Hurricanes, 7 p.m. on ESPN. And then a couple of movies for you the day after tomorrow on Max at 7 o'clock. And um, let's see, Ain't Them Body Saints at 7 o'clock? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Ain't Them Body Saints. 
I don't know anything about that movie at all. That's I why mean, I'm. That's I've like that's an incredibly southern way Never of saying of those people are good. Yeah, ain't them body ain't saints. Them body uh, so saints. There should be a question mark. TMC. So turn uh, TMC at seven o'clock. Yeah, I I do not know on that one, but uh, that'll do it for the show, show today. Brant, appreciate you being here today and all week. Thank you for having me. Cam, appreciate you being here. Hope you have a great weekend. Yes, sir. Will do. And now, again, that will do it for the show today. We appreciate all those who tuned in and called in. For Brant Daughtry and Cam Berry, I'm Ryan LaVoy. Have a great weekend. Keep up with Auburn baseball and Auburn softball, and we'll talk to you on Monday.